The following podcast contains adult themes and is suitable for mature audiences only. Hello everyone and welcome back to Lyrics of Their Life, episode 4, part 2 of the Robbie Williams story. In part 1 we followed Robbie's early childhood days in working class Stoke-on-Trent, the moment his father left the family, and the troubled and testing but talented years Robbie endured as a teenager. We then saw the beginning of a career in the music industry as Robbie rose to fame with the boy band Take That, but as his mental health declined and his addictive behaviours escalated, Robbie saw a light at the end of the tunnel as a solo performer, where he teamed up with Guy Chambers to produce hits like Angels, Let Me Entertain You and Rock DJ. But after conquering the UK and Europe, Robbie's biggest dream was to have a crack at the US, as they hadn't yet bought into his cheeky British persona. But it wouldn't be an easy road from here on out, with many highs and lows still yet to come his way. If you haven't yet downloaded or listened to part one yet, I highly recommend you check that out first, and get caught up on the incredible story so far. So without further ado, let's get back into the second half of the Robbie Williams story. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life. Robbie took some time off to settle in LA before beginning work on his upcoming fifth studio album, which became a lengthy process. Robbie attempted to adapt his style to target the American audience in hopes it would appeal more to them. He wrote three songs on his own rather quickly, called One Fine Day, Come Undone and Nan's Song, while Guy put finishing touches on other tracks. The album would again centre around Robbie's search for love, feelings of insecurity, anxiety and depression, and his struggles with a life of fame. In order to appeal to the American market, EMI shuffled songs in and out and changed the order while Robbie landed slots on TV shows such as Good Morning America, Last Call with Carson Daly, and The Tonight Show. Popular singers in Great Britain. His current CD is called The Ego Has Landed. Tonight he's performing his hit song, Angels. Please welcome Robbie Williams. Hey. Hey. Thanks for coming. Hey, uh, can I just do something? You can do something, lad. Uh, where, where are we on that camera? Mom, Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I heard, what did I read today? I heard you were, you were celibate. How is that going? Uh, yeah, Ricky Martin said it, it as well. Sudden she drops it back. No, Ricky Martin <laughs> said he was celibate as well, didn't he? I, I think so. Yeah. Now, how long have you been celibate? Um, <laughs> all night. All night. Yeah. Oh. It's been, it's been, it's been tough, but I, you know, somehow I'm going to get through. It's a no, character it's, issue. It's been four months. Four months? Yeah. N now, why? What is the reason? Is well, I'm not famous here, and that's how long I've been here. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, but you know, actually. On the 10th of October 2002. Robbie would release the first track, Feel. Feel would reach number one in seven countries across South America and Europe and reach number four in the UK. 
It also reached the top 10 in 15 countries, including Australia and New Zealand. But despite EMI and Robbie pushing his case for making it in America, it only managed to reach number 24 on the adult top 40 and failed to make the Billboard Hot 100. Despite this, the track would sell over 1 million copies worldwide over time and still receives a great deal of airtime around the globe. When recording Feel, Robbie utilised an earlier demo from 1999 that he had recorded and he decided to put the vocals from it and placed it on the updated version as he struggled to emulate the way he sung it when he was younger. Robbie wrote the song about his search for love, his fears of getting heartbroken and the need to end relationships at the thought of getting in too deep. As Robbie sings, I just want to feel real love, feel the home that I live in, because I've got too much life running through my veins, going to waste. And the line, I don't want to die, but I ain't keen on living either. Before I fall in love, I'm preparing to leave her. Robbie would release a fantastic video clip to accompany the sad song. Filmed in a black and white filter, Robbie is seen in the snowy Canadian wilderness as an English cowboy riding horses and quad bikes, as the iconic shot of him sitting outside in a steaming trough filled with water as he chews on a piece of wheatgrass. The video would go on to fetch over 210 million views on YouTube and is his most well-known song in the US to date. Robbie also discusses his role in life and feelings of anxiety, depression and suicidal thoughts as he sings, Not sure I understand this role I've been given. I sit and talk to God and he just laughs at my plans. My head speaks a language I don't understand. Feel was one of Robbie's most vulnerable tracks to date, but it enables the listener to see the loneliness and mental health struggles the star is going through, despite often appearing as the cheeky joker of the music industry. On the 18th of November 2002, Robbie released his fifth studio album, Escapology. The album would become Robbie's fifth straight number one in the UK, while also going to number one in a further 11 countries, and reaching the top five in eight other countries including Australia and New Zealand. The album was massive across Europe and Latin America, and despite EMI's promise to make him big in America, he only managed to reach number 43 on the US Billboard Hot 200. Escapology would go on to sell around 7.9 million copies worldwide, but despite its commercial success, it was met with harsh criticism by critics and the media, with many UK journalists thinking that Robbie had sold out by attempting to make it in the States and altering his style to suit them. Robbie had recorded most of the album while in LA and for the first time he was heavily involved in the album's production, showing a confidence to tell the production team how he wanted it. The album artwork was quite iconic, showing Robbie hanging upside down above the city of LA with a mohawk hairstyle and was all part of the American influence he was going for. The album had a more gritty rock style with raw lyrics portraying Robbie as a charismatic bad guy, aimed at attracting the American audience, but it still wasn't enough to win over the locals, as they just didn't get the ironic and sarcastic English humour and style of humour that Robbie normally portrayed. Many in the US still didn't know who he was and would often mistake him for the comedian Robin Williams, which is crazy considering how big he was outside the US. Despite wanting to make it in the US, it was also a blessing to not be recognised, which allowed him to attend AA meetings as just an average everyday citizen and not be swamped by media or fans. For this album, Robbie would occasionally record the songs while in the nude or dressed in a Superman suit to both feel empowered and entertain his fellow colleagues, as he finds the recording process boring and refers writing songs instead. 
In order to quell the boredom of recording alone, Robbie decided to shake things up and record with the band old school style, as he wanted a more raw, unpolished sound to the tracks. On the 31st of March 2003, Robbie would release his second single from Escapology called Come Undone. Known also for its deep and dark lyrics depicting the life of fame and the traps and troubles that come with it, Robbie pours his heart out in this ironic rock ballad about the cliché life of a pop star and the sex and drugs that come with it as he sings, Do another interview, sing a bunch of lies, tell about celebrities that I despise. He also sings about his self-contradictory and loathing habits as he sings, So unimpressed but so in awe, such a saint but such a whore, so self-aware, so full of shit, so indecisive, so adamant, and continues with, So rock and roll, so corporate suit, so damn ugly, so damn cute, so well trained, so animal, so need your love, so fuck you all. This depicts the way Robbie is made to pump out music like a machine, like other artists in the series have spoken about while also being required to always be on your best behaviour and conceal your true identity, habits and needs. Robbie goes on to call himself scum and I'm your son, repeating this a number of times, referring to the disappointment he feels he has brought to his mother and the regret of what he has put her through. Robbie is very self-loathing about his drinking and drug problems as the line they're selling razor blades and mirrors in the street, is a direct reference to Robbie's cocaine addiction. The song is full of great lines that really push home the horrible state Robbie is in at the time in regard to the pressures of the pop star life. The harsh and conflicting content of the track made it difficult to promote via radio, which led to limited airtime and ultimately Come Undone reached its peak in the UK at number 4 and number 2 in Scotland, while charting in around the top 10 worldwide. While it also failed to chart at all in the US, leading Robbie to worry that his dreams and aspirations might not come to fruition. A highly controversial music video would accompany the track, showing a badly drugged up and drunken Robbie waking up in his pad with two half-naked women before stumbling out to find people and rubbish strewn about everywhere after a night of partying. The video along with the sad melody of the song creates the sense of hopelessness and sadness surrounding how bad Robbie's addictions have become. A scene towards the end of the video showing Robbie having sex with two women before they turn into men in drag and then back to women raised further debate over Robbie's sexuality and if he had been covering up that he was in fact gay or bisexual. Robbie would not respond to these claims with a definite answer, which left a sense of mystery and intrigue for the media and public, which ultimately worked in his favour, as he would simply be a selling point for newspapers and magazines over these rumours. MTV Europe would quickly move to censor the video, while BBC Radio 2 banned the song from being played due to its explicit references to drugs and sex. Around the time of Come Undone's release, Robbie's longtime co-writing partner, Guy Chambers, would part ways with Robbie after the two had a falling out. He would go on to work with Irish artist Brian McFadden, but would not reach the same heights as he did alongside Robbie. In June of 2003, Robbie headed off on his 2003 world tour, performing across the UK and Europe, performing in front of some of the biggest crowds ever seen. On the 28th of July 2003, Robbie released the track Something Beautiful as his third single. The fun pop track with a heavy American influence was not as successful worldwide as the first two singles, although it did surpass the previous two in the UK, where it peaked at number three on the UK charts, while also going to number one in Scotland. Something Beautiful was originally offered to Tom Jones before choosing to include it on Escapology instead. 
Robbie wrote the song on a particular day where he found himself feeling alone while lying in bed with no one to love next to him. The track explores the difficulty of finding a person to love and trust and is a more upbeat song compared to the first two singles that provides hope to all that things will get better and at the right time you will find love. As Robbie sings, you analyse everyone you meet but get no sign, love ain't kind. Every night you admit defeat and cry yourself blind. If you can't wake up in the morning cause your bed lies vacant at night. If you're lost, hurt, tired or lonely, can't control it, try as you might. May you find that love never leave you. May you find it by the end of the day. You won't be lost, hurt, tired or lonely. Something beautiful will come your way. Much later in the year, Robbie would release Sex Star as his final single from Escapology on the 3rd of November. Robbie had released an earlier version of Sex Star as a B-side to No Regrets back in 1998 and decided the track was good enough to be fine-tuned and released as a single. While Sex Star charted at number 1 in Brazil and reached the top 10 in the UK, Italy and Denmark. Sex Star was another soft rock tune that delved into some dark and explicit topics involving a toxic breakdown of a relationship. It was written about the split between Nicole Apperton and Robbie after their turbulent relationship ended. As Robbie explains, the many relatable feelings in relationships that when hurt, we tend to push those away we love with insults and threats due to insecurities. As Robbie sings, Screw you. I didn't like your taste anyway. I chose you, and that's all gone to waste. Saturday, I'll go out and find another you. Before singing, I hope you blow away. Just not today. While Robbie was hurt at the time of writing the track, he also remained friends and protective over Nicole over the years. Both Me and My Monkey and Monsoon would earn radio airtime in both Australia and Mexico, with Monsoon exploring Robbie's sexual experiences with many women over the years, and Me and My Monkey being a fun track exploring the fictional journey of Robbie and a pet monkey turned evil. When asked about how he came up with the idea, Robbie said that he was asked by a woman he met in Singapore, how do you write a song? Which he replied, you write about anything that comes to mind. Give me two things and I will write a song for you this afternoon. She replied with, rollerblades and monkeys, to which Robbie came up with this track. Most of the other tracks on Escapology, including Cursed, Song 3, How Peculiar, Hot Fudge and Handsome Man, were performed in a provocative and cocky pop rock style which was aimed towards the American audience while ballads such as Love Somebody, Revolution and Nan's Song show a more vulnerable, insecure and softer side to Robbie. Nan's Song is a beautiful acoustic ballad written solely by Robbie and dedicated to his late grandmother. The song is emotional and heartfelt as he sings, You said when you died that you'd walk with me every day. And I start to cry and said please don't talk that way. With a blink of an eye, the Lord came and asked you to leave. You went to a better place but they stole you away from me. And now she lives in heaven, but I know they let her out to take care of me. There's a strange kind of light caressing me tonight. Pray silence my fear. She is near, bringing heaven down here. Simply a beautiful lyric and an underrated track once again from Robbie. Love Somebody speaks of similar themes as Feel, while the track Revolution is a blues soul-type song, sung with Rose Stone as a duet from Sly and the Family Stone. From the 1st to the 3rd of August, Robbie would perform three of the best shows ever seen in music entertainment at Nebworth Park in England. Robbie broke all previous records for ticket sales, selling a total of 375,000 tickets over three shows in less than eight hours. 
Robbie would also end up in the Guinness World Records for most people in attendance at a run of shows by a single artist. Nebworth would go down as one of the greatest gigs of all time and it was full of high energy, entertainment and action. The crowd was insane, a sea of cheering fans like nothing seen before, all there for one man who has inspired and touched the lives of so many. Robbie entered the open space venue via helicopter and in dramatic scenes the curtains were drawn to reveal Robbie hanging upside down by his feet via a bungee type rope similar to the Escapology album cover art. As the band began to play the intro to Let Me Entertain You, Robbie is lowered and released from the rope before singing most of Let Me Entertain You and belting out the iconic line. Robbie and his band were on point and performed their hearts out. Women were flashing their breasts, throwing bras and panties onto stage, and Robbie even allowed a female fan onto stage during Come Undone, as they kissed and touched in front of 100,000 jealous screaming fans. Robbie also lifted a young male fan onto stage, picking him up and letting him say hi into the microphone during a performance of Me and My Monkey, which would have meant the world to the young fan. During the concert, Robbie stops to take in the monumental moment and admire his fans for coming out. He is noticeably shaken up and overwhelmed by the support of his fans, and for a man that deals with his personal demons such as depression, anxiety, acceptance, and his own insecurities, it was such an important moment for Robbie. I really hope that um, I can do a show tonight that will all make you proud. gonna take me a couple of numbers because when I saw you lot tonight I've never seen anything like this in my life ever and after these three nights I don't think Britain will see anything like it for a long time to come either Every night at Nebworth, he made sure to continuously thank his fans and gave them their money's worth with regular fan interactions and checking on fans way down the back. While the incredible moment when the sky became dark, Robbie asked the crowd to turn on the flash on their phones, hold it in the air, and at the count of three, take a picture all at once. It was an epic scene and an incredible moment for Robbie, which is well worth a look. Robbie also performed with half a mic stand, replicating the great Freddie Mercury, who was one of his idols. Just like Freddie, Robbie worked the crowd with a call and response of his own. Now this, this tale I've got to tell you is about drugs, unfortunately. I want you to do me a favour. When I say alcohol, I want you to say, Yeah! Alcohol! But when I say drugs, I want you to say, Boom! I haven't said it yet. Drugs! Alcohol! Drugs! Alcohol! Drugs! Alcohol! Drugs! Alcohol! Liberty X! Okay. Now, you see, I want to tell you about the perils of taking drugs. I want you to, because you're quite young and uh, you may not know, only, only take drugs if you, if you really like them. Okay? These people need to know. And always make sure you know where your drugs are at all times because they're very, very expensive. Okay? Alcohol! Drugs! Me and my mum! 
He also performed a great rendition of We Will Rock You, where a sea of hands were seen clapping along in unison. Robbie welcomed former Take That band member and close friend Mark Owen onto stage as a special guest performer for an upbeat version of Back For Good. Over the years, Mark was the only member that attempted to keep in touch and that was there for him for support. As the night rolled on, Robbie slowed the performance down with a great rendition of Mr Bojangles, Feel, Nan's Song, Better Man and finished the night with Angels. The Nebworth shows did wonders for Robbie's career, cementing him as a great live performer and entertainer and boosted both ticket and record sales worldwide. After his famous Nebworth shows, he backed it up in front of 120,000 people in Dublin, Ireland at Phoenix Park, before travelling around Europe, Russia, New Zealand and Australia, wrapping the tour up on the 14th of December 2003. Robbie would release a live album of his performances at Nebworth before the year was out, fetching over 3.5 million in sales and going to number one in Austria, Germany and Portugal, number two in the UK and Switzerland and number three in Australia. After Robbie had finished his tour, he decided that he would no longer bother to promote his music in the US and would revert back to focusing on further consolidating his status in the UK, Europe and Oceania. In 2004, Robbie had began working with his new co-writing partner, Stephen Duffy, and was in the lengthy process of putting together his sixth studio album that he had been working on since June of 2003. Duffy was an original member of Duran Duran before they were signed to a record label, and he went on to have a hit with the song Kiss Me in 1982. As the production of the album was taking a fair amount of time, Robbie decided to release a compilation album of his greatest hits exclusively to a range of countries, with the songs that were most popular in those countries being selected. Along with this, he decided to include two new songs that would also become worldwide hits. On the 4th of October, Robbie released the track Radio, which soared to number one in three countries, including the UK, while reaching the top five in six countries, including Germany. Despite only reaching number 12 in Australia, it sold quite well going gold and became a regular on radio itself. Many stations worldwide began using the track for promoting their radio stations, which ultimately led to more sales for Robbie. It would become his sixth number one and his last for eight years. Robbie stumbled upon the synth melody when trying his hand at the Beverly Hills cop tune called Harold Voltemeyer by Axel F. Robbie may not have successfully attempted to play the tune correctly, but he discovered the melody that earned him a number one hit in the meantime. On the 18th of October, Robbie released the greatest hits album worldwide. It became one of the fastest selling albums in the UK and debuted at number one selling 320,000 copies in just its first week and eventually becoming the most sold album of 2004 in the UK with 2 million copies flying off shelves. It also charted at number one in a further 17 countries, including Australia, New Zealand and across Europe, where it was also a best-selling album of 2004, with 6 million albums sold. The Greatest Hits album was a massive success for Robbie, selling 8.7 million copies worldwide. On the 6th of December 2004, Robbie released the second new track titled Misunderstood. The sad pop ballad would reach its peak at number 3 in Belgium, while also making the top 10 in a further 5 countries, including the UK. The song prominently features a beautiful but sombre harmonica melody. The track was highly underrated, with Robbie delivering great emotive lines, while it would also be used in the film Bridget Jones' Diary, The Edge of Reason. At 30 years of age, Robbie was at the height of his career and now was a household name across the UK, Europe, Australia and New Zealand. 
He began featuring on comedy skits and becoming heavily involved in charity events and in November of 2004, Robbie would take part in the remake of Do They Know It's Christmas alongside artists like Dido, Chris Martin of Coldplay, Snow Patrol, Justin Hawkins of The Darkness, The Sugar Babes, Bono and Paul McCartney. The track would go on to number one in the UK, Ireland and New Zealand with all proceeds going towards the fight against famine in Africa. In early 2005, Robbie would be honoured by receiving an Ivor Novello Award for Angels as the Song of the Decade. On the 9th of February 2005, Robbie was honoured once again for Angels at the Brit Awards receiving the best British song of the past 25 years. But what would make headlines was the controversial speech made by Robbie that night. As comedians David Walliams and Matt Lucas of the comedy skit show Little Britain were welcomed to the stage dressed as Gary Barlow and Howard Donald, with Robbie taking out the award in a rather awkward fashion, fending off songs such as We Are The Champions by Queen, Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division and Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. When Robbie came to accept the award for Angels, Robbie produced a gut-wrenching stab at Gary Barlow when he said, Sorry Gary, uh, but I was always the talented member of the band. Shortly after this, a documentary program had recorded Robbie and the four other members of Take That for a documentary on the lives and careers of the Take That members and where they are now, in their own words, called Take That for the Record. While towards the end they attempt to reunite the five men, but Robbie is the only one that doesn't turn up, opting instead to send in a video message. A disappointed Mark, Jason, Howard and Gary all began talking like old pals and realised there was still something there and a passion for music. The documentary would be released the following year. Little did Robbie know that his former Take That bandmates were preparing a comeback as a four-piece after almost ten years. During that time, Mark had been busy as he appeared on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK in 2002, released an album named In Your Own Time in 2003 that featured the track 4 Minute Warning that charted at number 4 in the UK, while he was also due to release his third studio album in 2005 called How the Mighty Fall. He had also met the lady who would become his longtime wife and mother to his children. Howard during this time had welcomed a daughter into the world and had become quite a successful DJ playing house music in clubs. Jason's career had faded off after a few stints as an actor in British TV shows while Gary had suffered quite severely by the harsh way he was treated by the media around the time he was dropped by his label. Gary was made to look like the bad guy and had become extremely depressed and had put on a substantial amount of weight. He did however have a child to his wife in this time which is said to have saved his life. On the 2nd of July 2005, Robbie performed at the Live 8 concert as he performed a cover of We Will Rock You and originals Let Me Entertain You, Angels and Feel. He performed along with artists such as R.E.M., U2, Coldplay, Elton John, UB40, Snoop Dogg, Madonna, The Killers, Sting, The Who and Paul McCartney. One of the best lineups seen at a charity concert since Live Aid when Freddie Mercury stole the show with Queen. During 2005, Robbie would buy the largest share for the ownership of his favourite hometown football team Port Vale FC, but when the club went bankrupt in 2012, Robbie would lose his share in the club, only receiving a fraction of his investment back. Despite this, Robbie and Mark Owen started up Soccer Aid with Jonathan Wilkes to raise funds for UNICEF UK. 
with a wide range of sports people and celebrities becoming involved and playing in charity matches. Celebrities including Ed Sheeran, Usain Bolt, Gordon Ramsay, Gerard Butler, Sam Worthington, Brian Lara, Ollie Mers, Ronaldinho, Mike Myers, Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson, Mark Owen and himself. Soccer Aid has now been running since 2006 and continues to this day. Robbie was also heavily involved with UNICEF and travelled to Africa to visit those struggling due to famine and the horrors of child trafficking and exploitation in the nation. Robbie would often put his hand up for charity events such as Red Nose Day on numerous comical sketches raising funds for children's charities. Robbie often starred alongside the Little Britain duo of David Walliams and Matt Lucas where the three would dress in drag for hilarious segments all in the name of charity. While years later, he would venture to Haiti for UNICEF after the devastating earthquake that shook the nation and the world in 2010. It was here where he would play soccer with the locals and hear their sad stories. Robbie would often donate his time and money to all of these causes and has always been passionate about helping the young, poor and defenceless travelling to poor South American countries in 2012. After two years of recording his sixth studio album called Intensive Care, Robbie released his first single from the album called Tripping on the 3rd of October 2005. The funky pop tune with a slight reggae beat would become a worldwide smash hit charting at number one in three countries including Germany and number two in eight countries including the UK and making the top ten in a further seven countries including Australia. Robbie refers to the track himself as a mini gangster opera and kind of cabaret act reggae. While the rhythm of the track takes similarities to the earlier work of The Clash, Robbie sings quite high in the chorus, which adds to the unique and quirky sound of the track, with a great rolling drum beat and a plucky guitar rhythm. He takes a quote from Gandhi as he sings, First they ignore you, then they laugh at you and hate you, then they fight you, then you win. The song is said to be a dark play at the life of gangsters, but it has not been revealed if there is a deeper meaning related to Robbie. The music video, like its title, is a trip, as Robbie can be seen tossing and turning as he has a nightmare that he is stuck in an elevator with a large transvestite man, who he physically can't punch, driving a car with a talking baby while continuously running on the spot upstairs and in a hotel lobby, and while being stuck in a maze but getting nowhere. The title of the track and theme of the music video suggests that Robbie is struggling with battling his demons with addiction and can't seem to get anywhere, making little to no progress despite wanting to get clean. As the lyrics state in the chorus, I know it's coming, there's gonna be violence. I've taken as much as I'm willing to take. Why do you think we should suffer in silence? When the heart is broken, there's nothing to break. While the backing vocals during the chorus can be heard, if you listen closely, saying, Want you to love me, want you to be, the heavens above me, eternally. It seems as though the deeper meaning of the track is in fact related to Robbie's drug problems, and he seems to be desperate to be free of his addictions, looking to God for help and answers as he is stuck in his usual ways. On the 24th of October 2005, Robbie's sixth studio album, Intensive Care, was released, becoming his fastest selling album of his career to date, with 374,000 copies in just its first week in the UK. It topped the charts in 20 countries, including Australia, New Zealand and the UK, and was a huge hit in both South America and Europe, selling a total of 6.2 million copies worldwide, slightly less than his previous albums. 
The album received mainly positive reviews from critics, admiring Robbie's slight change in style. Robbie had produced the album with Stephen Duffy over a 24-month period, working on it in his makeshift recording studio in his bedroom at his home in the Hollywood Hills in LA. Robbie once again had a lot of say on the production of the album, and even picked up the guitar and bass for parts of the album. Overall, the album deals with Robbie's battles within himself in relation to his own self-worth, finding love, drug addiction, and questioning the meaning of life, and his faith in God and religion, which is a theme of many of his tracks. Robbie appears to struggle with the battle between good and evil as the album cover itself depicts Robbie surrounded by a spiritual background with a devil and an angel on either side of his shoulders and a symbol on the tip of his finger said to represent peace, creativity and prosperity. On the 14th of November, Robbie released his next single called Make Me Pure to Australia and New Zealand only as a promotional tool for his album. Although it didn't chart well, it managed to receive significant airtime around the world and found its way to number 15 on the charts in the Netherlands. Make Me Pure is performed in a sombre gospel pop rock style, which includes an acoustic rhythm and was also written about Robbie's search to be free of his addictions, find love and be a more mature man, but also feeling like he isn't ready, which is a constant battle he struggles with. Similar to the theme discussed in the track Tripping, Robbie attempts to seek answers and help from God, similar to the theme discussed in the track Tripping. Robbie attempts to seek answers and help from God as he has reached one of his lowest points in life. Robbie sings, O oh Lord, make me pure, but not yet, depicting his want to be a better self, but he feels he is still too immature to do so, as he mentions his laziness, being involved with someone else's wife, and being selfish in the song. Robbie's next single, Advertising Space, was released on the 12th of December, 2005. The soft rock ballad was written as a tribute to Elvis Presley, who Robbie admired for a long time and had experienced many of the same demons that Elvis himself dealt with, which also led to a demise that Robbie himself was destined for, if he was to carry on down this path. Advertising Space was a beautiful ballad that features an earthy electric guitar riff, Robbie's haunting vocals, and a slow drum beat that adds to the dramatic nature of the mournful song. Advertising Space, however, was well overlooked as it only reached the top 5 in the Czech Republic, the Netherlands, and Italy, while scraping into the top 10 in the UK and a number of other countries. In the music video, Robbie is seen emulating Elvis as a struggling impersonator, while the song itself references the film by Quentin Tarantino, True Romance. After a mixed start to his latest album, Robbie would unveil his latest world tour, naming it the Close Encounters Tour. After winning the MTV Europe Award for Best Male Act, Robbie released his tickets for his tour landing him in the Guinness World Records once again, as he had sold 1.6 million tickets in just a single day. Kicking off his tour in South Africa on the 10th of April 2006, Robbie would travel across Europe, the UK, Australia, the UAE and South America, finishing off in Mexico in December 2006, performing a total of 57 shows and earning over £60 million. While Robbie was on tour, he would release the final single of Intensive Care titled Sin 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 on the 22nd of May 2006. Sin 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 would become Robbie's most controversial track of the whole album for its music video depicting Robbie as a love guru-like figure being worshipped by a large group of women who are there to serve him and pop out his babies. 
Robbie simply wanted to show his tongue-in-cheek humorous side, which had not been touched on much on this album, but many in the UK thought otherwise, ultimately affecting his chart performance and becoming his first single in years to miss the top 20 altogether. Despite not charting well in the UK, Sin 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 went to number one in Hungary and reached the top 10 in the Netherlands, Czech Republic and Italy and received a large amount of airplay in Australia and New Zealand. The song itself again enters the album's theme of spirituality, while the lyrics in question that saw it struggle to chart in the UK included sexual connotations, while also angering many Christian listeners with the line, Just relax, it's what Jesus would do. We're made in his image, baby. Let's rock this thing through. Many Christian listeners disliked Robbie referring to Jesus being all for this behaviour, and complaints were made to boycott the track from radio and music video channels. Another notable track on the album includes Ghosts, which is said to be inspired like the rest of the album by the Human League track Louise, and also the theme of spirituality. The themes of heartbreak and still being in love with a former lover are eminent throughout this track, and Robbie draws upon his 80s musical influences and own experiences during the 80s for this track. Ghosts is a highly underrated power ballad that opens the album with the outlandish line, here I stand victorious, the only man who made you come. While other underrated tracks on the album, such as King of Bloke and Bird, Please Don't Die and The Trouble With Me, talk about Robbie's depression and mental health issues and no longer being on top as a pop star. The Trouble With Me is a great underrated sad pop tune that is a self-degrading song where Robbie tears himself down, warning a potential lover that he is no good and that she deserves better, which in fact would one day turn out to be the woman he marries down the track. As Robbie sings, You see the trouble with me, I've got a head full of fuck, I'm a basket case, I don't think I can love. You see the trouble with you, is you're in love with me, what a strange thing to do. What a brave place to be. So we dive on Sunset Strip, a heart so deep I drown in it. And as it breaks, I swim through cracks and leave with words I can't take back. This is most definitely one of Robbie's finest and most underrated lyrics to date, as he attempts to turn away his potential love interest in order to keep her safe and from harm. The album also includes great fun pop tunes titled Your Gay Friend, Place to Crash and Spread Your Wings, and the beautiful random acts of kindness. The album overall was rather successful and is known as a common fan favourite, full of quality material. Robbie would be quick to release new music for his next studio album, but it was well publicised that he had been getting quite heavily into prescription medications and other illicit substances. Robbie had been working on new music that was set to shake his style up completely and open him up to a new market by rapping and including modern dance beats. On the 4th of September, Robbie would release his first single called Rudebox from the album of the same name to highly criticised reviews. Rudebox was proven to be a massive worldwide hit, going to number one in five countries including Germany and Argentina, while charting inside the top five in six countries including the UK. But despite the track's success, Robbie was heavily criticised on his newfound style, which would ultimately see his upcoming album be written off as his worst to date, with many critics not even bothering to look closer at the good tracks spread out throughout the album. 
Robbie sparked somewhat of a controversy in Rudebox over his comments towards Michael Jackson and references to sex, drugs, product placement and Durex condoms, which outraged many when played on radio. If Robbie had his time over again, perhaps Rudebox would not have been released as his lead single, as there are much stronger tracks unreleased on the album. Many believe this would be it for the pop star and that he had destroyed his career. Robbie was heavily under the influence while filming the music video, which sees Robbie in a hip-hop style setting, but it was seen as too much out of character for Robbie, despite being a huge fan of R&B and hip-hop artists like Eminem. Many began to worry about Robbie and believed he may be struggling with a bit of a personal crisis. On the 23rd of October 2006, Robbie released the Rudebox album which saw it reach number 1 in 14 countries including Australia and the UK but due to the rapid change of style and critical panning of the track Rudebox, sales dropped dramatically and Rudebox only managed to sell 2.6 million copies worldwide, barely selling over 500,000 to this day in his home country. Robbie would cover five songs on the album, including Love Light, Bongo Bong, Louise, Kiss Me and Where the Pet Shop Boys, which perhaps drew people away from the album also. This made it hard to see the gems of the album that were scattered between some of these less favourable tracks. On the 13th of November 2006, Robbie released the track Love Light, which reached its highest point in Italy at number 4 and reached number 8 in the UK while also breaking onto the US dance track chart at number 8. It was a good dance track, but failed to reach the heights that his previous singles were able to. On the same day, a rejuvenated Take That had just released their first single called Patience from their latest album, Beautiful World. The reunited four-piece took Patience all the way to number 1 in the UK and charted at number 1 and 2 across 9 countries. Patience was the perfect comeback single and Take That were back with a vengeance at the perfect time as Robbie could feel the pressure mounting as his album was struggling. Take That's album Beautiful World was released later in November and sold much better than Robbie's Rudebox with 3.7 million copies sold and selling 2.9 million copies in the UK alone going to number one on the charts. It would become the first album of Take That's to feature all members on lead vocals with Jason Orange singing on the track Wooden Boat, Gary happily sharing the vocals and songwriting credits this time around. Robbie attempted to salvage his reputation with the single She's Madonna, but it only charted within the top 10 around Europe and only reached number 16 in the UK. She's Madonna was a collaboration with the Pet Shop Boys that Robbie wrote about Guy Ritchie's dumping of Tanya Strecker, who also dated Robbie. Richie allegedly left her for Madonna, saying, well, she's Madonna. Robbie thought it would make for an interesting track, and it was approved by Madonna herself. Despite minor hits, Rudebox was flopping, with crazy originals like Good Doctor highlighting the amount and type of prescription meds Robbie swindles from his doctor by lying about injuries and fake feelings, as he mentions in the song. Some of these drugs mentioned include Adderil, Codeine, Antidepressants, Opium, Methadone, Butrophenyl, Doril, Vicodin and a range of others. As Robbie sings, I went to the doctor to get a prescription, I told him little fact and lots of fiction about a bad back that I ain't got. He tried to sell me faith healing, but I think not. I want Xanax, Vicodin and Oxycontin. Funky fill the form out so I can drop him. I've got all these demons and I can't stop them. To tell you the truth, Doc, I might have a problem. 
Although the track is meant to be heard in a humorous light, it was quite concerning for his fans that began fearing for his mental and physical well-being, especially in interviews where he appeared under the influence and with dark bags under his eyes. While average and unusual tracks like Never Touch That Switch, Keep On and The Actor also didn't help his cause. While decent tracks, they also made fans and critics concerned as it was so strange and different from his regular material. There were in fact a couple of overlooked tracks that perhaps should have been Robbie's lead singles instead. Firstly, Viva Life on Mars was a great and quirky track that is both catchy and fresh, while the biography style tracks the 80s and the 90s perfectly capture the emotion and tragic experiences throughout Robbie's life that led Robbie to becoming a solo pop star. In the track titled The 80s, Robbie delves into his life as a young man growing up in Stoke-on-Trent, taking drugs rebelling and partying with his friends, having a hard time at school, being bullied, losing loved ones and having his first sexual experiences. As the song gets darker as it goes on, as Robbie sings, things are better when they start, that's how the 80s broke my heart. And who are you calling poof? You're like wham man, I hate that stuff. And then my granddad died and left a hole in the family and lots of women had to nanny me. School was a laugh, they didn't have ADD, Thick was the term they used for me, over and over, repeatedly. He continues on saying how a girl in his class who was Catholic got pregnant and the first time he discovered ecstasy due to older kids peer pressuring him, before mentioning the very moment he lost his virginity to a girl named Anne Marie, where he embarrassingly didn't last adequately for his love interest. While the track The 90s continues on from where the 80s left off, as it goes on to talk about Robbie joining Take That and the years leading up to his split from the band, as he provides an insight into his headspace when first joining the band upon his first impressions, as he sings, I adopted four brothers, some I liked more than others. One was like a brother from another mother, but the lead singer made it hard to like him, and I still loved him, despite him. The first three months, you know, I nearly quit. I played snooker with my dad, he said don't be a dick, unload the bullets, your mind is a gun, you're gonna shoot yourself when they're number one. Robbie goes on to state that he knows he wasn't fit enough to stay in the band, something he struggled to admit in the past, which suggests he is beginning to get over the past and move forward. As Robbie's album was panned by the critics, Robbie would once again return to his home to lounge around binge eating chips and chocolate, watching daytime TV and hiding away from the world, gaining weight as his depression became increasingly severe. On Robbie's birthday, the 13th of February 2007, Robbie would once again be checked into rehab for almost overdosing on prescription medications. Things didn't get easier for Robbie when Take That's second single, Shine, also went to number one in the UK and Scotland, becoming Take That's sixth straight number one, including their earlier hits. Take That wrote the song about Robbie and his battle with depression, as Mark Owen takes lead vocals to sing to his good friend, You, you're such a big star to me, you're everything I want to be, but you're stuck in a hole and I want you to get out. Mark continues to sing, providing with an open invitation to reunite them, as he sings, Stop being so hard on yourself. It's not good for your health. I know that you can change. So clear your head and come round. Don't let your demons pull you down, because you can have it all. The track is very forgiving and welcoming, with Mark especially reaching out, letting Robbie know they are there for support, as they knew he was battling severe depression at the time. 
It was quite a big thing of Take That to show their support after everything they had been put through, showing that they were all now mature, grown men and not hormonal, jealous youngsters anymore. Since Robbie's split with Jerry Halliwell back in 2001, Robbie had dated a number of women, including Victoria Swizer, New Zealand actress Kylie Bax, New Zealand model Rachel Hunter, American actress Cameron Diaz, Canadian actress Rachel Perry, and American actress Valerie Cruz. In late 2005, Robbie had began seeing American actress Ida Field, with the two confirming they were dating in May 2006. Robbie had finally met the woman he had been searching for, and that inspired so many of his songs on the search for true love. But it would be a turbulent start to their relationship, with Robbie battling a severe depression and a number of visits to rehab, and his own insecurities causing him to break off the relationship a number of times. Ida originally came from California in the US and was raised by a Turkish Muslim father and Jewish American mother. She soon became an actress starring in Days of Our Lives but soon moved on to comedy roles and appeared in a range of TV shows over the years including Two Broke Girls, Will and Grace and Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip which is the TV show Ida was working on when she met Robbie in LA. Ida first met Robbie on a blind date when their mutual friends dropped her off at Robbie's LA pad to set the two up with one another. Robbie at the time was still dealing heavily with his problems both mentally and to do with drugs, which Ida had hardly touched or had any experience with in her lifetime. But it wasn't to be love at first sight, as Ida thought he was weird and didn't like that he had so many tattoos and that his house was too dark. Just before Ida had dropped by, Robbie had just slept with his female drug dealer that same day, which made for an awkward first encounter. Robbie drove Ida back to the party she had come from with her friends, and the two got talking when she felt like he understood her. They got lost in conversation and found that they had a lot in common, with Robbie deciding to stay at the party with her. The two would start seeing each other on regular dates when they could, and it was the first time Ida had been with someone with drug addiction problems, which she found difficult to manage. Just two weeks after they started dating, Robbie broke it off with Ida to return to rehab once again, before coming out of rehab and trying things once again. But Robbie continued to get cold feet, and the two would split up a couple more times, with Robbie getting in short-term relationships with Lindsay Lohan, Lisa Diamato, Claire Staples, and Suzanne Coppin, before Robbie's ex Cameron Diaz weighed in on his love life, telling Robbie he needs to give it another go with Ida, as he obviously still loved her, and she loved him, and that his lifestyle was no good for him. Robbie realised this and rushed to Ida and committed to her. Luckily for Robbie, Ida was already in love with him and decided to take him back. Ida was tasked with nursing Robbie back to health through his prescription drug addictions and severe depression, with the two resuming their relationship in late 2007 after his stints in rehab. Robbie to this day credits Ida to saving his life as he was already stuck in a dark place and had thought about ending his life on a number of occasions. Although these dark feelings and his depression would admittedly stay with him to this day, he has never been happier. As Robbie recovered, rumours began to circulate that he was back in the studio with former writing partner Guy Chambers, but the two couldn't work out their differences, so production ceased. Due to this, Robbie decided to take some time out to recover and finally kick his addictions once and for all. In the meantime, Take That began to rise back to the top as a four-piece. 
On the 21st of October, Take That had their next big hit in the UK, with the track Rule the World going to number two and was written for the film Stardust. They embarked on a tour of Europe and the UK and continued this success into 2008 when they began working on their next album. In 2008, they won a stack of awards including an Ivor Novello for Shine and a number of Brit and Q awards. With Take That back in the game for top spot, Robbie with the help of Ida had now managed to return to the studio in September of 2008 to begin working on his next album. Robbie had returned to London to record this album and began working with former member of The Buggles, Trevor Horn as his producer, and a range of songwriters including Mark Ronson. But it was Take That who would release their material first, with their first single called Greatest Day from the album The Circus being released on the 24th of November 2008. It went straight to number one in the UK and number two in Scotland and Ireland, selling 600,000 copies in the UK alone. On the 1st of December, they released the album The Circus, which once again would go straight to number one in the UK, Scotland and Ireland. Their following single, Up All Night, charted at number 14 in the UK and number 2 in Scotland. But their next single, The Garden, struggled to perform in the UK. Their fourth single, Set It All, did revive them however, as it reached number 9 in the UK and 1 in Scotland. During 2009, Robbie would move from LA back to London, where he purchased a mansion in Wiltshire worth £8.5 million and began recording his latest album in London. On the 12th of October 2009, Robbie would finally release his next single after more than two years with the track Bodies. Bodies would see Robbie miss out on the top spot in the UK, making it to number two, just behind the R&B track Bad Boys by Flowrider and Alexandra Burr. Despite this, Bodies charted at number one in eight countries, including Germany, while also reaching the top five in a further seven countries, including Australia. It became his fastest-selling single since Rock DJ in the UK. While Robbie believes the lyrics were gibberish and were written while stoned, there are mentions of religion and the lyric, All we've ever wanted is to look good naked, hoping someone will take it. God save me rejection from my reflection. I want perfection. Is a great line depicting society's judgmental ways. The music video sees Robbie wandering through the desert both on foot and by dirt bike. Ida makes her debut in the music video, with Robbie as they are seen driving through the desert together and sharing an intimate moment around the campfire. On the 9th of November 2009, Robbie released his 8th studio album, Reality Killed the Video Star, calling it this after the song by his Buggles producer Trevor Horn for Video Killed the Radio Star. The album would become the only studio album of Robbie Williams not to go to number 1 in the UK of all time. Peaking at number two, Robbie was beaten to the top spot by rising pop group JLS, ending Robbie's perfect run of eight straight number one albums, including his greatest hits. It did, however, go to number one in five countries, including Australia. Album sales did drop worldwide, however, just around 2.4 million sales were recorded worldwide. On the 4th of December 2009, You Know Me was released as a second single from the album. You Know Me managed to reach number 6 in the UK, but failed to trump bodies. It was a catchy show tune, featuring Robbie Williams dressed as a rabbit in the music video, and was written about his partner Ida, and how she is the only one that knows him so well, and he thanks her for nursing him back to health with her love. As he mentions the journey to getting clean, being a war, and baby steps in relation to his fight against his addictions. While he also sings about the struggles he endured when he kept turning her away, as he sings, 
Since you went away, my heart breaks every day. You don't know because you're not there. You simply found the words to make all modern feelings fade away. Only you know me. The song overall is quite underrated and is a great tribute and thank you to Ida. His next single, Morning Sun, which was both written about himself and tributed to the death of Michael Jackson, would fare much worse, only making it to number 45 on the charts in the UK, suggesting the now 36-year-old was past his best. Despite this, the song included a beautiful melody and talks about the pressures of being in the spotlight and the constant judgement society places on you. Tracks like Do You Mind, Last Days of Disco, Starstruck, and Blasphemy received some airplay in and across the UK, Europe and Australia, but were not successful enough to chart. They were however solid tracks, with Starstruck being about the phony life of a celebrity and the lengths they go to in order to become famous, as Robbie sings throughout the song in the shoes of the everyday average person. Blasphemy was written with Guy Chambers about their now hostile relationship with one another and not being able to get along and was written around the time of their co-writing split, originally for Escapology. Much of the album delves into disco and psychedelic type beats, with the tracks Decepticon, Last Days of Disco, and Difficult for Weirdos being examples of this. The funky rock track, Do You Mind, speaks about his times on drugs, how they age you, and being still tempted by them despite being now clean, as he sings to drugs like he is referring to a person, when he sings the line, Do You Mind If I Touch Ya. The song Difficult For Weirdos speaks about it being okay to be different and unique, and stands up for the outcasts and the LGBTQ community. While the song titled Won't Do That was written about Robbie vowing to never hurt Ida again by breaking off their relationship. Decepticon also sadly speaks about Robbie's struggles with addiction and the time he was back and forth with Ida and how he fears it's too late to get her back. Overall the album is quite underrated and full of great material despite not selling as well as first thought. On the 15th of July, it was announced that after 13 years apart from Take That, Robbie Williams would once again rejoin the band as an official member, and that they had been working on an album since September 2009. In 2008, Robbie and Gary Barlow had arranged to meet and discuss their issues with one another, with the two laying everything out on the table. Robbie said about the meeting, It is one of those situations in life that could be very explosive and could go completely wrong. We had that big chat and the most amazing thing happened at the end of it. We both said sorry to each other and we both meant it and that was all we needed. Barlow added, I spent the last 15 years thinking about what I was going to say to him. After all those years of nasty comments, charting rivalry and bitter feelings, Robbie and Gary were finally mates again and ready to become the biggest band in the UK once again. When officially announced, fans from all over the world rejoiced at the thought of their favourite 90s boy band fully coming together once more. During early 2010, Robbie and Take That would both feature in the R.E.M. song, Everybody Hurts, alongside a star-studded lineup of musicians including Susan Boyle, Bon Jovi, Rod Stewart, Kylie Minogue, Miley Cyrus, Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey to raise money for Haiti after they were hit by a catastrophic earthquake mentioned earlier. The track went to number one in the UK, where it sold 600,000 copies. During early 2010, Robbie relocated back to LA with his fiancée Ida. On the 7th of August 2010, Robbie and Ida got married at his home in Mulholland Estates in Beverly Hills. Their wedding party was an unusual one, however, with their six beloved dogs as their wedding bridesmaids and groomsmen. 
Ida and Robbie had both always been massive dog lovers, and Robbie had even got portraits of his dogs named Rudy and Betty Bear. With Robbie marrying Ida, it sparked rumours of Robbie being bisexual, and again raised questions over his sexuality. He would respond in an interview saying, I love musical theatre, and I love a lot of the other things that are associated with gays. I am 49% homosexual, and sometimes as far as 50%. However, that would imply that I enjoy having a particular sort of fun, which I don't. On the 27th of August, Robbie and Gary both collaborated for the first time ever on the track Shame, for Robbie's upcoming Greatest Hits album, In and Out of Consciousness, which would later be released in October 2010. The track became very popular in the UK, reaching number one on their airplay chart and number two on their mainstream UK sales chart. The song talks of their regret for treating each other so badly and the relief that they have finally forgiven one another. On the 8th of October 2010, Robbie released In and Out of Consciousness, the greatest hits compilation, becoming his ninth album to debut at number one in the UK, which also featured another track that Robbie and Gary collaborated on, titled Heart and Eye which was a power ballad that speaks about Robbie feeling like he doesn't love himself and even having suicidal thoughts. As he sings, We don't like my heart and I, and I've been feeling so lonely, feeling so low, so low that I could almost let go. Robbie has often shared during interviews these notions and often says fighting these feelings is a constant battle that never seems to go away, despite being happy. Just a month later, on the 7th of November, the hype started to grow for the new Take That album, when their first single titled The Flood was released. It became a big hit in the UK, reaching number 2 and selling over 600,000 copies and charting inside the top 5 across Europe. It would go on to earn a nomination for an Ivor Novello in 2012. Both Robbie and Gary share lead vocals on this occasion, while the track was written by all five members, about defying the odds and overcoming a range of scrutiny and barriers over the years to finally reunite. Robbie had been wanting to reconnect with the band when they had released The Circus just a few years earlier. He thought the album was great and wanted to be a part of it once again. He had received countless requests from Mark Owen over the years to rejoin, but Robbie couldn't do it unless things got better with Gary. Just days later, on the 15th of November, Take That released their highly anticipated album titled Progress. On just its first day, it sold over 235,000 copies in the UK, becoming the fastest selling album of the century in the UK, only to be beaten by 75,000 by Adele with her album Adele 25. It would become the band's sixth number one album in the UK, and by the end of the week, it was the second fastest selling album in the UK of all time, with 520,000 copies sold. These numbers did however slow down, eventually selling around 3.3 million copies worldwide. Despite progress becoming a major hit in the UK, their follow-up singles would struggle to chart well, despite being good solid pop songs. The tracks titled Kids made it to 28 in the UK, Happy Now made it to 52, Love Love made it to 15, and When We Were Young, which is arguably their best track from the album, only reached number 88 in the UK. Robbie would have a hand in co-writing most of the songs, and featured as the co-lead vocalist on 5 of the 10 tracks. A track called Underground Machine was performed with Robbie as the lead vocalist, which Elton John reportedly thought was a great track, predicting it would be a hit. One song in particular, called Eight Letters, was a confronting ballad written by the five band members that speaks about the time Robbie left the band, how their egos and fame got in the way of friendship, and how they all felt played by their manager, 
realizing they were just expendable, and realizing that eventually they would be replaced anyhow. In certain countries, a second EP album was released with a new batch of tunes called Progressed, which also went to number one in the UK. Take That would win the Brit Award for Best Group in early 2011. In May 2011, Robbie would tour with Take That for the first time in almost 15 years. They performed 35 spectacular shows across Europe and the UK in front of 1.8 million screaming fans, wrapping the stadium tour up in July of 2011. Robbie soon after announced that he would again depart Take That, this time on good terms, and return to perform as a solo artist, as he began working on his next album from September 2011. During 2011, Robbie started his own clothing line with entrepreneur Peter Jones, calling it Pharrell Clothing, after his late grandfather, Jack Pharrell. Robbie would also reveal that he had been battling severe lethargy, and this was thought to be a return of his depression caused from a hormonal imbalance. On the 21st of October, Robbie would sign a new record deal with Island Records, also known as Universal Music, after ending his 12-year run with EMI in 2010 only for the two companies to merge later in 2012 anyhow. In June 2012, Robbie was honoured by performing at the Queen's Diamond Jubilee concert outside of the Buckingham Palace. On the 11th of September 2012, Robbie would release the track titled Candy as his next single off his upcoming album Take the Crown. Candy would see Robbie return to the number one spot in the UK, with the track becoming a mega hit in the country. It made the top five in a further ten countries, including the Netherlands. Candy would become Robbie's second biggest hit in the UK, behind Angels, with 650,000 copies sold. Robbie wrote the track with Gary Barlow about a woman who thinks she is perfect and entitled. Robbie described the writing process with Gary as enjoyable and that he had finally got the respect that he felt he had wanted the first time around. Candy would become Robbie's seventh solo number one in the UK and 14th number one as a member of Take That and Wild Solo. The catchy pop tune hinted at a revival for Robbie's solo career, but before he released the album, he had other business to attend to. During September 2012, Robbie and his wife Ida would welcome their first child into the world, naming her Theodora, or Teddy Williams. Teddy quickly became the centre of Robbie's world, and Robbie became a great father. Despite being born to a pop star, Robbie would endeavour to keep Teddy out of the media spotlight, which he managed to do quite successfully, as he once described the life of fame as being an illness, and he wishes to keep his kids vaccinated from that life for as long as possible. When interviewed on The Graham Norton Show, Robbie revealed that watching Ida give birth to Teddy was like watching his favourite pub burn down, landing him in hot water, with the media swooping on the story. Robbie said about the exciting time, I know it's very natural to keep saying, it's a miracle, she's a fucking miracle, but she is. When Ida was first pregnant, we'd have a week of me saying, I didn't want this, you fucking wanted this, but that was just me being scared. There have been times when I wanted to run off. I will admit that, I started to think, I'm not old enough for this, and I'm still a kid myself, but I worked it out. After the birth of Teddy, Robbie would officially release his album Take the Crown on the 5th of November 2012. Take the Crown would go to number one in eight countries, including the UK, and would go on to sell a record low of 1.3 million copies. Despite the success of Candy, Robbie's sales took a hit, perhaps due to the lack of promotion in certain countries. Robbie's next two singles, Different and Be A Boy, while both great tracks, failed to chart well in the UK and ultimately affected sales in the end. 
The album overall received mixed to positive reviews, but a number of songs were certainly overlooked. Different was once again co-written with Gary Barlow and producer Jackknife Lee, and his return to Robbie's more vulnerable writing style, as the emotional pop ballad addresses his comeback and being a new man after recovering from drug addiction. It was released as a single with the B-side, Soul Transmission, which is a track about Robbie's nerves leading up to his wedding with Ida. The song Be A Boy discusses Robbie feeling like he isn't done just yet as an artist, and is a song of empowerment and triumph. The lyric Be A Boy also refers to becoming a new father, and initially feeling like he wasn't ready to be a dad, while Ida was pregnant, as he still felt too immature to raise a child. Other notable tracks on the album, such as Hunting For You, discuss Robbie's continual struggle with the temptations of addiction, despite managing to stay clear of drugs, literally anything can tempt him to fall back into addiction. The track Gospel goes into Robbie's first sexual experience at a caravan park with a girl who was two years older than him, named Anne Marie. Robbie was just 14 and the experience was mentioned in the track The 80s on the Rudebox album. The song Not Like The Others depicts the sex life of Robbie and his wife Ida as he brags about how great they are under the covers. While the track Into The Silence speaks about karma catching up to a certain individual in a U2 style ballad. And finally, the great acoustic ballad titled Losers speaks of Robbie doing away with the need to fit in or be cool and letting go of all worries and cares. On the 17th of December, Robbie was part of the group of celebrities going by the name The Justice Collective to raise funds for various charities associated with the Hillsborough Stadium disaster, where 96 people were crushed to death due to overcrowding in Sheffield, England back in 1989. Robbie, Guy Chambers, Elton John and Paul McCartney, along with a list of stars, would record a version of He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, which charted at number one in the UK. From the 14th of June 2013, Robbie would go on his first solo tour since 2006 with the Take the Crown tour of the UK and Europe. Robbie would also collaborate with Dizzy Rascal on the track Going Crazy, which would reach number 5 on the UK charts. Robbie would wrap up the tour in late August and once again would begin working on his next album. Robbie's long-running feud with Liam Gallagher would continue in 2013 when Liam stated that Robbie is a fat fucking idiot while on stage in Manchester. Liam would later respond to a taunt by Robbie that his songs didn't have any choruses by saying, they do fatty and they're good and they're better than yours. Don't write choruses fat boy. Yeah, his verses are shit and all. In an interview with BBC5 Live, an obviously jealous Liam said, We should be playing the Eddie Had three nights, not some fat fucking idiot. Unfortunately for Liam, his career had gone downhill over the years, along with his relationship with Nicole Apperton, and his mouth would get him in a lot of trouble with other celebrities. On the 10th of November 2013, Robbie would drop his latest single titled Go Gentle from his upcoming classical album Swings Both Ways. It reached number 5 in both Lebanon and Italy and made the number 10 spot on the UK charts. The pop swing ballad was a beautiful track written for his now one-year-old daughter Teddy. Robbie made a statement about the song saying, Go gentle is a promise I'm making to my daughter. It was written when she first arrived on the planet and I'd been a selfish pop star for most of my life. And then all of a sudden, I've been asked to take care of this whole person. I still am scared that I'm not up to the task. I'm doing a good job of being a dad, but it's scary. You have to look after this person for the whole of their life. I'm not very good at even looking after me. The lyrics and melody are a beautiful tribute to his daughter, 
as he sings honestly about the troubled world we live in, and he reassures her that no matter what happens, he will always be there for her. On the 18th of November 2013, Swings Both Ways was officially released with the album once again going to number one in the UK and a further five countries. Worldwide sales would increase compared to Take the Crown, with 1.9 million copies sold across the globe, with Australia, Germany and the UK buying up the highest amount of copies. The album would consist of a range of covers such as I Want to Be Like You from The Jungle Book, Dream a Little Dream of Me, and Puddin' on the Ritz. It featured a range of guest stars including Michael Bublé, Kelly Clarkson, Lily Allen, Rufus Wainwright and good friend Ollie Murs, and saw the return of Robbie's former co-writing partner Guy Chambers for the first time since Escapology in 2003. The album also included several originals like a swing version of Supreme called Swing Supreme, Soda Pop, Shine My Shoes and No One Likes a Fat Pop Star, just to name a few. From April to September 2014, Robbie toured Australia, Singapore, the UK and Europe to promote the album, performing a total of 50 shows. Over the past two years, the Take That members were also moving on with their careers. Gary Barlow would return to producing his own studio albums. In 2012, his album Sing would go to number one, while the single titled Sing would also go to number one in the UK. Gary's fourth studio album released in 2013, titled I Saw You Last, went to number two in the UK, and the single Let Me Go peaked at number two on the UK charts. Gary's fourth studio album released in 2013, titled Since I Saw You Last, went to number two in the UK, and the single Let Me Go peaked at number two on the UK charts. Mark Owen also released his own album titled The Art of Doing Nothing, which struggled to break into the mainstream, but included great tracks such as Stars and Sad. Howard would become a host of the German reality TV show Got to Dance, while Jason Orange would return to acting, scoring a cameo role in the English version of the TV show Shameless. During January 2014, the members of Take That began working on their next studio album. Robbie and Jason Orange both decided not to take part in the album, with Robbie opting to work on his next solo album and focus on the impending birth of his second child. Take That was now a three-piece with Gary, Mark and Howard, the remaining three members. They would release the album titled Three in November 2014 where it went to number one in the UK, but only sold 680,000 copies worldwide. Despite this, their lead single These Days would become a number one hit in the UK, becoming the band's 12th number one hit in the UK. On the 3rd of October 2014, Swedish DJ and electronic dance musician Avicii released the track The Days with Robbie Williams on vocals. Robbie was uncredited for the track, but featured as the lead and sole vocalist that saw the track go to number one across Europe including Sweden and Germany and charting well also in Australia. During October of 2014, Robbie welcomed his second child into the world, a baby boy named Charlton Williams. What struck controversy though was Robbie's continuous commentary on video and tweets about his wife's labour. Originally intended as light humour, it would instead be blown way out of proportion by media who swooped onto the story and blasted Robbie for his actions. Robbie is seen dancing and singing to Candy and Frozen's Let It Go and telling jokes while Ida is sitting in bed during labour. Robbie was simply excited to welcome his son into the world and was trying to pass the time and distract his wife, but maybe just got a little carried away with the videos being viewed millions of times on social media and YouTube. 
Other videos showing Ida making light of the situation were not shown by the media, who chose to blast Robbie instead. The two announced after the birth that it was all a bit of fun and they were happy to share the moments with their fans, and that it wasn't meant to be taken that seriously. As Robbie was adjusting to now having two children, it wouldn't be long until he got back on the road for his next tour called the Let Me Entertain You Tour, where he would perform his greatest hits across the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Asia and Europe, over 50 action-packed shows from March to November 2015. Sadly in 2015, Robbie's beloved pet dog, named Spencer, passed away, which to him was like losing a child. Over the course of 2015 and 2016, Robbie had been working on his 11th studio album that was set for release in late 2016. Robbie would sign a new record deal this time with Sony for his upcoming album, and on the 30th of September 2016, Robbie released the first single from the album called Party Like a Russian, and it would become one of Robbie's first political-based songs that focuses on the way the Russian people are treated by their leaders. Unfortunately for him, the catchy track struggled to chart well, only reaching the top 20 in Scotland, Hungary and Belgium. On the 4th of November, Robbie released the album The Heavy Entertainment Show. The album would become yet another number one for Robbie in five countries, including the UK and Switzerland, while making the top five in a further seven countries, including Australia and Germany. Despite once again becoming a number one album, Sales took a huge hit with Robbie only selling 830,000 copies, the first of his albums yet to crack the 1 million mark, but this could also be due to Spotify and streaming. His most successful track from the album was released on the 20th of November 2016 and was called Love My Life. Love My Life was simply a beautiful and positive song that would make it to number 1 in Slovenia, number 3 in Scotland and number 4 in Germany. Surprisingly, the track only reached number 22 in the UK, which was a shame as it was one of his best tracks since his early days. Robbie says that the song is about positivity and making the most of your life. I have a son called Charlton Valentine and a daughter called Theodora Rose Williams. I have been to rehab twice and had lots of therapy. I realise that what happens to you when you become older is because of you when you were a kid. So this song is about hope and spreading positivity instead of negativity. The empowering melody and the motivating lyrics make for the perfect message as Robbie sings, I love my life. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am free. I love my life. I am wonderful. I am magical. I am me. I love my life. For Robbie, his children and wife have completely turned around his life, and he has come so far to realise he now loves his life, and has finally found his purpose that he so desperately was looking for, as he sings towards the end, and finally, I'm where I want to be. Other notable tracks on the album include Mixed Signals, that was originally written by Brandon Flowers of the band The Killers. The Killers gave the song to Robbie for his album, with all the instrumental parts being played by The Killers themselves. Another collaboration was the track called Pretty Woman that Ed Sheeran and Benny Blanco had written together. Shortly before the album was to be released, Robbie was in a panic and worried that he didn't have enough material and decided to email hitmaker Ed Sheeran to see if he had any spare tracks. Ed replied with a track called Pretty Woman, which Robbie then added a chorus to, and the rest was history. The track Motherfucker was by far an underrated track that Robbie had written for his two-year-old son Charlie to forewarn him about his family's history of mental illness and what he can expect later in life. 
but no matter what, they are there for him, and through their own experiences, they hope they can help him through anything. As Robbie sings the line, Your uncle sells drugs, your cousin is a cutter, your grandma is a fluffer, your granddad's in the gutter, your mother is a nutter, we are mad motherfuckers, you're a bad motherfucker. And I'd like to sing a song that says you'll be fine, but now you know me, so you know that I'd be lying. While the track David's song is a beautiful tribute to Robbie's longtime manager and mentor, David Enthoven, who died of cancer earlier in 2016. While a number of tracks on the deluxe edition are written for his wife Ida, called Marry Me and When You Know. Finally, the track Sensitive is a funky pop song that seems to emulate one of Robbie's idols, George Michael. The album as a whole is most definitely underrated and some of his best work but perhaps due to being an aging pop star, he wasn't able to compete with the current trends in music today. On the 22nd of February, 2017, Robbie was presented with the Brits Icon Award by his Take That bandmates. It was here where he delivered a brilliant, empowering speech of a poem that he had written for his nasty school teacher that he included as a bonus track on his debut album, Life Through a Lens. Robbie stood tall and proud, holding his golden award, as he said, Hello sir, remember me, I'm the man you thought I'd never be, I'm the boy who you reduced to tears, I'm the lad called Thingy for six whole years, yeah that's right, my name's Bob, the one who landed the pop star's job, the one who you told Luke don't touch, I'm the kid who wouldn't amount to much, well I'm here and you're still there with your fake sports car and receding hair. Dodgy furrowed trousers that you think are smart. You're married to the woman that teaches art. Married to the life, married to the school. I want to sing and dance, sir. Now who's the fool? Sing and dance? You thought I was balmy. Settle down, thingy. And who are you to tell me this? The dream I want I'll have to miss. Sir is God, he's been given the right to structure lives overnight. And now I know life's true path. Tanks and guns, that'll be a laugh. No, not me, I'm a mega civilian. I won't leave my life riding pillion. But thanks for the advice and I'm sure it'll do for the negative dickheads just like you. As for now, I've a different weapon. Stage and screen is about to beckon. And here I sit in icon class. Bollocks, sir. Kiss my ass. Robbie received a standing ovation with his take that bandmates and Ida standing by proudly applauding him. As Robbie continued his solo career, his former bandmates Gary, Mark and Howard would release yet another album in May of 2017 as a three-piece under the Take That brand, calling it Wonderland. It peaked at number two on the album charts in the UK and unfortunately sold extremely low with over 270,000 copies sold worldwide. They would have a minor hit with the dance pop track Giants, which reached number six in Scotland and number 13 in the UK but the album struggled to make an impact on the mainstream charts worldwide. During 2017, Robbie sold up his home in LA with American artist DJ Khaled purchasing his home. Robbie Ida and their two children moved to Kensington, West London, right next door to Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page and nearby to where the great Freddie Mercury once roamed. 
Robbie and Paige would have a rocky relationship as neighbours, as Robbie wanted to install a new swimming pool, but those renovations would believably cause Jimmy Page's historical building next door to be damaged. It is believed the two are still sorting things out to this day. In June 2017, Robbie featured in the cover version of Bridge Over Troubled Water with a large group of stars in the hope of raising funds for the Grenfell Tower that burnt down earlier that month. The rendition of the Simon and Garfunkel track featured a range of stars including Brian May, Rita Ora, Jesse J, James Blunt, Niall Rogers, Peter Townshend, Roger Daltrey, Dua Lipa and Robbie's ex, Jerry Halliwell, along with a range of other young stars. Robbie would have a full-on June as he would perform on the 14th at the opening ceremony for the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Moscow, Russia. He would be once again the centre of controversy when performing Rock DJ as he changed the lyrics to I did this for free before sticking his middle finger up at the camera with Fox in the US broadcasting live. They were forced to apologise to those watching that were offended. Robbie was furious and did this as he was told to wrap his performance up short due to kickoff and he had done the ceremony for free. In June, Robbie would again go on tour for his heavy entertainment show around Europe, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, South America and Mexico, wrapping it up in November 2018. During September 2018, Robbie and Ida would welcome their third child into the world, a baby girl named Coco Williams, who was carried by a surrogate mother, but biologically both Ida's and Robbie's. In July of 2018, Robbie and Ida were hired to become judges on the British version of The X Factor, alongside Simon Cowell and One Direction's Louis Tomlinson. Robbie and Louis both became good mates while working on the show, and decided to give each other matching tattoos of an X representing The X Factor while backstage. This would become his 30th tattoo. Robbie's first was a Celtic cross back in 1993, while with Take That, said to protect him against evil. His second would be in 1998 and was a Maori tribal tattoo representing a shark and the ocean. The shark is to protect Robbie against himself, while the ocean represents the swiftness of his mind. A similar tattoo would follow when he got a lion's head to represent the lion's characteristics of strength and courage. Robbie would get one of his best tattoos in the year 2000 with the script Elvis Grant Me Serenity. While in rehab for the first time, he learnt a prayer Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. He devoted the prayer to his idol Elvis Presley, and before every show he can be seen with his bandmates standing in a circle quoting this prayer in an Elvis-like persona, as a way to give him and his band a pump up before a show. Okay. Elvis, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Uh -huh. The courage to change the things I can, uh -huh. and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you very much. Robbie also has an interesting tattoo located on the back of his neck that is shaped as an Egyptian hieroglyph depicting the deity Horus, which is said to protect him from evil spirits. A similar tattoo is a sigil of the Archangel of Michael as a means of summoning the angels and keeping evil away. He also has a tattoo depicting a UFO landing on an Egyptian pyramid, something Robbie feels passionately about. For many years, Robbie has been a firm believer in the paranormal, including ghosts and aliens, having claimed to see a UFO while sober and being visited by spirits over the years since a child. 
As a child, Robbie had grown up open-minded, with his mother also being a firm believer, as she owned books on the paranormal, which Robbie discovered and took an interest in. Back when Robbie first moved to LA in his escapology days, Robbie rented a house that was owned by Canadian actor Dan Aykroyd and formerly housed Ringo Starr. While living there, Robbie experienced many ghostly encounters, which Aykroyd would also claim that the house was haunted. Robbie would star in a number of documentaries and videos relating to the search for the paranormal and has had a number of close encounters, even writing a track about his experiences titled Arizona. Robbie even came close to purchasing a ranch in Utah for hunting UFOs, but was advised not to by his wife. Robbie claims that since having children, his experiences with the paranormal have ceased. Robbie also has a couple of tattoos in memory of his grandfather, Jack Farrell, his grandmother Betty, and late manager, David Entoven. He has a tattoo for his childhood friend, Jonathan Wilkes, and also one for his mother, Jan. Other tattoos include the coat of arms of one of his hometowns, Burslem, in Stoke-on-Trent, a range of tributes to influential comedy acts, the Take That logo, a teddy for his firstborn daughter, and the letter A on his ring finger, representing Ida. On the 14th of February 2019, Robbie would release his compilation Rarities album, Under the Radar, Volume 3, which comprised of previously unreleased tracks, B-sides and rarities. Robbie had previously released two other volumes in 2014 and 2017. They would all be released through Robbie's websites, especially for his fans. On the 2014 release of Volume 1, Robbie released some great tracks such as H.E.S., Bully and The Brits, which had been written about the lack of fun to be had at The Brits these days without the controversy and shenanigans to go with it. Volume 2 included some great tracks including Run It Wild and Eyes on the Highway, while the latest release of Volume 3 includes I Just Want People to Like Me and an experimental David Bowie-like track named Gold. Robbie revealed that Guy Chambers thought he was mad to not release them on a promotional album, but Robbie was desperate to get his unheard tracks out there for his fans as a thank you. On the 22nd of November 2019, Robbie would release a Christmas-themed album titled The Christmas Present. The former bad boy of British music was now tamed by the love of his family, of the Christmas present including predominantly originals, in the hopes that one day they too would be Christmas classics. The album would become his 17th number one album in the UK, including compilations, and those would take that. It would also reach number one in a further four countries, including Australia and Germany, while also reaching number two in New Zealand, Italy and Scotland. With his latest album going to number one, Robbie would equalise the record held by his idol Elvis Presley with 13 number one albums in the UK. The Christmas present included collaborations with Rod Stewart, Brian Adams, Helen Fisher and funnily enough, British boxer Tyson Fury with the hilarious track titled Bad Sharon. Notable original tracks on the album include his newborn baby Coco's song, Coco's Christmas Lullaby, Rudolph, Let's Not Go Shopping, Best Christmas Ever, Fairy Tales with Rod Stewart, and an original with a positive message about family coming together at Christmas time called Time for Change. The music video for the track features Robbie and his wife Ida with their three children and puppies cheerfully enjoying the festive season and is the first time his kids appear on one of his music videos, although to protect them their faces are not shown. Rounding out the album are a couple of great tunes that can almost pass as regular non-Christmas centric tracks titled Idle Wild and Darkest Night. 
which are highly underrated and overlooked, as they give off a similar vibe to Robbie's earlier work in the 2000s, with both tracks seemingly about Ida. Although it was most likely not most fans' cup of tea, Robbie surprisingly produced quite a number of quality original Christmas songs, and it was refreshing to see that only a total of 8 of 28 tracks were covers. In 2019, Robbie also gave up smoking cigarettes after several recent attempts at kicking the habit that once saw him smoking 40 a day. Robbie had now beat his final habit after giving up drugs in 2008 and alcohol in 2001, managing to steer clear of them both despite having urges. On Valentine's Day 2020, Robbie and Ida welcomed their fourth child into the world, a second baby boy named Beau Benedict Endhoven Williams. Enthoven, of course, being named after his late friend and manager, David Enthoven. Once again, Robbie and Ida had the help of the same surrogate mother that carried Coco. The now 46-year-old father of four has finally filled that empty spot, with his love no longer going to waste, as he once sung about in the song Feel. Ida and his kids sometimes appear on stage with him from time to time, but he generally tries to keep them away from the media spotlight, despite allowing Teddy to be part of Princess Eugenie's wedding party. Robbie has a great relationship to this day with his father and mother, who have both appeared on stage with him. His father Peter has even toured with him and sung a number of duets with Robbie, while his mother Jan is his biggest fan and has always been there for all of his big performances, including Nebworth and Royal Albert Hall, and would regularly tour with him in support. His sister Sally generally stays out of the limelight and has gone on to have a child of her own. Robbie's former Take That band members, other than Jason, are now all fathers themselves. Gary is now 49 with a wife and three children. Howard is 51 with a wife and four children. Mark is now 48 with a wife and three children, and Jason is now 49 years of age. Quite recently, Robbie has taken up a residency in Las Vegas, where he is set to perform a number of big shows, and is currently finding popularity in the States once again, seeing him appear on popular US talk shows and winning the Americans over with his sarcastic humour. While in March 2020, Robbie has reignited his 20-year feud with Oasis rebel Liam Gallagher, as he is quoted as saying, The thing about Liam is he's incredible. He's an incredible singer, proper rock and roller. The world's a better place for him being in it. He's iconic. Sometimes you have to separate the art from the dickhead, and I can do that. The two had been going at it for years, with a boxing match even scheduled between the two, after Robbie declared the two should step in the ring. It was arranged, but would be shortly cancelled after Ida stepped in, declaring the idea as silly and lame. Robbie's career as a musician and entertainer has now spanned three decades, full of the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. He has currently sold around 80 million albums worldwide, including his career as a solo artist and with Take That. He currently has a net worth of 200 to 300 million dollars, and he is the owner of five Ivor Novello Awards, 18 Brit Awards, the most in history, eight German Echo Awards, and seven MTV Europe Awards. And he is still currently in the Guinness World Records for fastest ticket sales for his 2006 Close Encounters tour. Robbie has been honoured as an icon of British music by the Brit Awards, and was inducted into the UK Music Hall of Fame in 2004. He has had six albums in the top 100 best-selling albums of all time in the UK, with four of these inside the top 60. His biggest-selling single, Angels, was named the best song of the past 25 years and song of the decade by the Ivor Novellos in 2005. 
Robbie has now had a whopping 13 number one albums in the UK, equaling his idol Elvis Presley's record in the UK for most number one albums, and has now had seven number one singles as a solo artist there. While as a member of Take That, he was a part of five number one albums, including compilations, and seven number one singles in the UK. Robbie's career has been full of achievements and accolades of the highest order, despite having to battle his demons and addictions along the way. He has inspired a new generation of entertainers and musicians, including One Direction members Harry Styles, Liam Payne, Louis Tomlinson and Niall Horan, along with other artists including Ollie Murs, Adam Lambert and even Taylor Swift, and has collaborated with and is respected by some of the biggest names in music, including Brian May, Roger Taylor, Tom Jones, Rod Stewart, Michael Bublé, The Pet Shop Boys, Bono, George Michael, Kylie Minogue and Elton John. He has tried his hand at a range of genres, from pop, rock, electronic, dance, swing, and his personal favourite, rap, and had hits in every category worldwide. Robbie has rose to fame as a small town working class boy who was told he was wasting his time, to performing in one of the hottest bands in the UK since the Beatles. Robbie would go on to have one of the most successful solo careers that some could only dream of, and would become one of the best solo artists of all time to come out of the UK from the 90s. Despite his solo career being full of troublesome and controversial moments, speculation and adversity, he managed to pull through his addictions and mental health battles to better his life with the help of the woman he had been searching for his whole life. Ida and his children have breathed new life into the proud father of four, who luckily for his fans is still here to deliver his great music. Robbie Williams will go down as one of the true entertainers, best life performers and characters of the music industry, always looking to entertain and give his audience their money's worth. His songwriting ability is without a doubt underrated, much like his last few albums. While he has always been very open and honest about his life struggles, which can only be a positive thing for people battling the same demons. Robbie's legendary performances at Nebworth in 2003 to his mega hits like Angels, Feel, Let Me Entertain You and Rock DJ will continue to live on for generations to come. And while Robbie's love of music has had to make room for his love for his family, there is no doubt that we haven't heard the last of this British icon just yet. Okay, thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed episode 4, part 2, featuring Robbie Williams. Please make sure you like, share, rate, subscribe, and leave a positive review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, if you would like to support the podcast by becoming a patron, head to Patreon to check out how you can keep this podcast going and sign up to one of three membership packages, starting at just $1 a month, which includes extra content and bonuses. Again, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode, which will be revealed on our Facebook page at Lyrics of Their Life Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life.